With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard. And joining me back after a short, well, kind of longish break is Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, Katie Atkinson. Welcome back, Katie. Oh, my goodness. Hello. How are you? I am fine. How are you and your baby? I am great, and he is great, and I am so happy to be back, but I also wish I was cuddling him right now, so it's kind of a balance of those two things. Well, here's a surprise I didn't tell you, but our special guest interview this week is with your son. Oh, Calvin's here. Yay. <laughs> special guest Calvin. He'll just be cooing his way through the interview. <laughs> he does talk quite a bit now, Keith. It should be a good one. Do, do, does, has he, has he, now, we've talked about this already a little bit, a <laughs> tiny bit, but has he responded to any music? Have you already indoctrinated him into the world of Justin Timberlake? I feel like I have not. And I actually have the Lullaby Justin Timberlake <gasps> album That's that right. came out literally during his birth month, which seemed apropos. Mm-hmm. But I have not had him listen to that yet. But I was telling Keith that uh, so far his favorite song, the song that had the most positive impact on him, was Perfect by Ed Sheeran, which came on on a very traumatic trip to the doctor's office. He was crying, wailing in the back seat. That song comes on, the crying stops immediately. Mm. So thank you, Ed Sheeran. Wow. <laughs> if maybe, you're listening. Maybe this is part of the reason why Ed Sheeran is so popular, because his music, you know, babies Resonates respond. from zero to 80. How, how was how a baby's first Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. Um, he he actually was like drooling during it, as if he knew what turkey you know right. tastes like. <laughs> it's like it's like then again, he drools all the time. Yeah, this is true. So, um, well, uh, I had a nice long Thanksgiving weekend oh, too. Luxurious. Um, yeah, it was one of those weekends, and this will only make sense if you if you listening have those long holiday weekends because mm. i know some people don't sure some people are working at the stores on black friday absolutely but at some point on saturday morning it, it was like i wasn't sure what day it was because <laughs> yeah. it was too long of that's a weekend such a good that's a good feeling um i saw i saw <laughs> i saw a movie twice what'd you see did you see coco uh no oh i just assumed disney fan that you are that, uh, that was what you were gonna I say i saw call me by your name oh how was it it was uh very good obviously it was good you chose to see it a second time i, I paid money to see it twice it looks like a beautiful movie it is just, be- just beautiful it's, visually stunning it's like more than two hours of luxuriating in northern italy yeah. swimming biking in the countryside yes. and like the music is amazing and whatever i i will i'm going to pull it all back Hey, it's all music-related, what we're chatting about. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to make magic happen. Who knows? We could have an entire podcast around this entire movie. But let's move on. Army Hammer is our next guest. <laughs> if only. Um, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop 
on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got news about size Gangnam Style hitting yet another milestone on YouTube, the passing of the chart-topping David Cassidy, and a preview of our Billboard Women in Music event this week, where we're honoring Selena Gomez and other le- leading ladies in the biz. Plus, in charts news, Taylor Swift does something no one has done in four months on the Billboard 200 Ooh. chart. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Portugal the Man sets an all-time longevity record on the Alternative Songs chart. And will Pentatonics make a return trip to number one on the Billboard 200 with its A Pentatonic Christmas album? A Pentatonics Christmas album. Probably. Christmas. That uh. album is so popular. So, yes. Pentatonics and Christmas. Probably. It's like peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode. And give us a rating or review while you're at it. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. So we're going to jump right back into it. Yes. First podcast back, let's hit some of the biggest headlines over on Billboard.com. So size blockbuster Gangnam Style music video has officially reached one... Wait, one billion? Try three billion views <laughs> on YouTube. Only the third video to do so. Gangnam Style... Got 3 million views, the Korean artist tweeted on Sunday, followed by a thanks to his fans. The only other two videos to reach the milestone are Luis Fonsi's Despacito, featuring Daddy Yankee, and Wiz Khalifa's See You Again, featuring Charlie Puth. Wow. Psy made history back in 2012 when Gangnam Style became the first viral video to achieve more than 1 billion views on YouTube. The music video held first place on the streaming platform up until a few days prior to the fifth anniversary of that milestone earlier this year, when See You Again surpassed Psy's song as the most video viewed video ever. And now Despacito has overtaken both videos. And Despacito did it in, like, less than a so year. So little time, yeah. Like, it came out in the springtime. Well, actually, maybe fact, it came out... It may, I don't know, Despacito's older than we think, because most people didn't become no, it, aware. It, it didn't come in the springtime. It was, like, January, January wow. But this so, year. It came yeah. out this year. And um, what might surprise a lot of American pop fans is that uh, it's the version without Justin Bieber that surpassed 3 million There's no views. video that features Justin. Yeah, so, like, Despacito. I think a lot of people credited Bieber were hopping on that remix for like its success but globally that song is just a force i'm pretty sure and unrelated to the video thing and and well i was going to digress about despacito but i won't <laughs> but i'm still amazed that so many people are still watching gangnam style oh on yeah YouTube. i mean it's really fun i haven't watched it in a while and now i kind of want to go back and watch <laughs> this it. is how they get you <laughs> all right um moving on to some sad news uh partridge family star and 1970s teen idol david cassidy died last week at age 67 following a recent hospitalization for multiple organ failure. It was his iconic role as Keith Partridge, son of Shirley Partridge, who was played by real-life stepmother Shirley Jones, that rocketed Cassidy to stardom when the show hit screens in 1970. Cassidy parlayed his fame from the show into a short career as a recording artist, and actually Keith rounded up his 10 biggest Billboard Hot 100 hits, topped, of course, by the Partridge Family classic, I Think I Love You. I think I love you. That is such a good song. What am I so afraid of? <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not sure of. The love there is no cure this for. Another, a different Keith singing hey. the song. <laughs> um, yeah, I Think I Love You um, is David Cassidy's biggest hit on the Hot 100. Um, what we did was we took uh, David Cassidy's solo material as well as the Partridge Family material because 
Um, though on the TV show The Partridge Family, which was about a family of singers, singing, yeah, a family band, kind of loosely based on the Cows Hills, I think, um, which was a successful recording. Act. How about the Von Trapps? Uh, sure, <laughs> any singing family troupe. Um, the Partridge Family on the TV show, it was portrayed as if they were singing all of the songs uh, on that you saw them perform on TV, kind of like the Monkees. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only voices you heard on those songs that were in the show were actually David Cassidy and, to a small degree, Shirley, Shirley Jones. Shirley Jones. Um, basically, Shirley Jones, uh, she, I read interviews when I was doing this, Shirley Jones jokes in, in old interviews was saying, I have a gold plaque on my wall that says Shirley Jones on it for the single, but really I know I'm it's I'm barely on the track. <laughs> like, you know, she's like, you know, maybe shaking a tambourine and like saying, I think I love you. She was an accomplished bro- musical yes. Broadway actress. It's not like so she can't capable, sing. But... Um, but David Casty really sang lead on all the Partridge Family tracks for the most part. Um, so, of course, I think I love you was number one and on our chart. And it spent three weeks at number one on the Hot 100 back in 1970. Strange thing, the, the the artist billing on the single was not just the Partridge family, but it was the Partridge family starring Shirley Jones and featuring David Cassidy. <laughs> really bizarre. So if you think our chart credits today are, <laughs> are wonky, complicated. back then it was already kind of <laughs> kooky. Um, and some of the other big hits on their top ten uh, – is number five, I woke up in love this morning. Another Partridge family hit. Um, and interestingly, there's actually a, a solo single from David Cassidy on here. He has a couple on here, actually. But number six uh, was called Lion to Myself, which was his final Hot 100 hit back in 1990. Uh, it went to number 27 on the Hot 100. Wow. And I, it's one of those, it's one of those things I think he probably had that hit probably to a degree because um, I think Donny Osmond had come back recently with Soldier of Love in that same era. So there was like this resurgence of 70s teen idols coming back in the early 90s. Yeah. Well, sad. um, Thankfully, we have some happier news to end on here. Uh, Our annual Billboard Women in Music event goes down this Thursday, and you can watch it all live via Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Pop Shop's very own Keith Caulfield will be on the red carpet along with Billboard News host Chelsea Briggs to talk to all the women who have made waves in the music world in 2017. This year's Woman of the Year is Selena Gomez, but there are plenty more women to honor, including Mary J. Blige, Kelly Clarkson, Camila Cabello, Grace Vanderwall, and Kehlani, some of whom will also be performing on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, we've lined up Kelly, Camila, Kehlani, and Grace all to perform as well. Um, and the Women in Music red carpet pre-show and award ceremony are scheduled to live stream via Twitter. It's uh, November 30, Thursday. From 6 to 9 p.m. PT, 9 p.m. to midnight ET. So, Keith, you will be there. What are you most excited about for the event? Um, well, I'm excited because I am not going to stress out as much as I did last <laughs> year when Chelsea and I co-hosted our red carpet, which was live streaming as well. Yes. Um, but the show wasn't live streamed last year. So you're saying Madonna's not going to be there. Madonna this year. won't be there. So I have a little. My stress level is a little. Know. As yeah. So I'm. I'm looking forward to not being stressed out. Yes. But um, I'm looking forward to um, being able to talk to all the fabulous ladies that we're honoring. Um, uh, yeah, Selena, Camila, Kelani. Kelly Clarkson. We've got a lot of alliteration her. there. Yes. Cabello, Clarkson, Kelani. Come on, Grace. Should, <laughs> yeah. Can you, can you just Kooky call you Grace? Can we call you Grace? Grace. Um, and also, um, a lot of the, the female executives um, mm-hmm. are on, that are on the biz side. Um, 
you know, people that run departments at record labels or important, you know, booking agents or, you know, heads of labels, mm-hmm. in fact. I mean, so it's just a great celebration. And, you know, you, you come out of that event, you know, even if you're not a woman, <laughs> you feel very <laughs> empowered. Yeah. You know, it's just a very uplifting ceremony. And uh, I just look forward to chatting with all the ladies on the carpet. Yes. So make sure to tune in. It'll be on Twitter. I think it'll be kind of like what we did for the Grammy Awards. Yeah. Which where basically if you go to Twitter starting at 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific or it'll 9 p.m. Eastern. It'll ask you right there if you want to tune in. Yeah, it'll, yeah. Be, it'll be there. You yep. can just start watching. Yep. And the, the, whole, the whole shebang is going to be live streamed. So if you tune in, you can watch the first hour with Chelsea and I. We'll be talking to people on the carpet. And then I think we're, we might have some backstage action as well. Um, we might have a correspondent backstage. And then if you don't go anywhere, you will see the full show yeah. with performances by Camila and Kelly and more. So the whole like unedited thing too, because yeah. we've been on Lifetime the last couple of years, and it's a you know curated show. You're going to yeah. see all of it, the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yay, Keith. Yeah. And you'll t- see Keith. You'll and you'll see me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, tune in. Oh, and now it's my turn. Yeah. Um, well, let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, Taylor Swift's reputation spends a second week at number one, doing something that no album has done in four months. What is it? What is it? We'll find out. Number two, <laughs> Portugal the Man's Feel It Still breaks a long-standing chart record. What is it? What is it? And number three, <laughs> can Pentatonix return to number one on the Billboard 200 with an album that was number one? Back in January. Will they? Will they? I don't know. All right, so let's break down each of these individually. First up, Taylor Swift's Reputation album racks up a second week at number one on the Billboard 200 as the set earned 256,000 equivalent album units in the week ending November 23rd, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 232,000 were in traditional album sales. Uh, Of course, the set debuted at number one a week ago with just, you know, a little 1.238 million units, of which 1.216 million were in album sales, the 10th largest sales week in Nielsen Music history dating back to 1991. Wow. Now, amazingly, Reputation is the first album to actually spend more than a single week at number one in four months. Uh, Jay-Z's 444, or 444? 444. I always get it wrong. 444 topped the list for two weeks back on July 29th and August 5th. So that means, if you're doing your math, we've had 16 number one albums between Jay-Z and Taylor that spent just one week at number one. And all 16 of them debuted at number one and then fell from the top slot. Uh, Taylor's the first to do it in Calvin's lifetime. (laughs) <laughs> that's true that's the unit of measurement i use <laughs> everything is now relating to a unit of calvins yeah, yeah. not calvins not calvin not cal not calvins yeah. but calvins um also reputation is the first album by a woman to rack up more than a single week at number one in more than a year and a half rihanna's anti was the last to do so with two non-consecutive weeks at number one on the february 20th and april 2nd 2016 Dated charts. It's a rotating door at the top of the Billboard uh, 200. <laughs> That's cool. Give everyone a shot. Unlike the Hot 100. Yeah, where people just stay there and never go leave. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Post Malone <laughs> is still number one with Rockstar. Oh, wow. So, uh, Camila's Sorry, Camila. ha- still number two. Um, it's, yeah, it's not an incredibly exciting top ten. I, so Listen, 
good job, Post Malone. But Havana is such a good song, and I totally want it to be a number one. Me too. We'll see. You know, it's we we want it to, but we the numbers don't lie. Yeah, that's they, true. They add up to something else. I'm doing my part by streaming it on Spotify. Um, <laughs> are you one of those fans, or just like let's stream it a bunch of no, times? No, I'm not. I don't just like leave it open on my computer on repeat. Don't worry. <laughs> um, all right, next up, Portugal. The man's feel it still spends its 20th week at number one on the Alternative Songs Airplay chart. Alternative Songs Airplay chart. The most weeks ever at number one in the chart's 29-year history. Stating the obvious, this means Feel It Still has been the most played song on alternative rock radio stations for the past five months. Longer than Calvin's been alive. <laughs> um, to put it into respect, to put it in you know a measure of Calvin's, the multi-format hit, which was uh, which has charted on a bunch of other airplay charts, beats the previous uh, number one longevity record held by Muse's Madness back in late 2012 and early 2013. It of course spent 19 weeks at number one. You might be surprised to learn that Feel It Still wasn't just the band's first number one on the alternative songs chart but also their first top 10 hit. Previous to Feel It Still, they notched four songs on the list, going only as high as number 15 with Purple, Yellow, Red, and Blue. We all remember that one. That big hit back in 2013. <laughs> Sorry, Portugal, the man. Yeah, no, their trajectory is fascinating. No, I mean, no one knew. Mainstream people did not know who they were. This, until... this is a band whose name I have heard for like a decade. Yes. and But would not have been able to name a single song by them nope. until now. Yes. Um, I'm sure they're just as kerfluffled and <laughs> yeah, perplexed. It's a great song. Yeah. Um, and lastly, back on the Billboard 200 chart, an album that was number one back in January returns to the top five. Pentatonix's A Pentatonix Christmas. You got it. Yeah, which was released a little over a year ago, but was reissued recently with additional new songs, climbs 17 to 5 with 47,000 units, up 131%, and selling 40,000 albums, which is up 150%. The album jumps back to the top 10 as consumers start shifting into holiday music mode. The set is one of four Christmas albums within the top 40 of the Billboard 200 this week, and the title will likely see another significant gain next week on the chart, following the premiere of the group's new NBC TV special, A Very Pentatonix Christmas, which uh, debuted on Monday night, November 27th, and because the album has been sale-priced in the iTunes store for just six ninety nine. Oh, yeah. All this yeah. adds up. I, I feel like this could be this could be the week that they do it, because depending on what happens on December 1st and December 8th, we, December 1st we have a new album by U2, mm-hmm. a new Miguel album, uh, maybe Chris Stapleton, I think, maybe. I could be wrong. I, I should know so. this. This is not on our <laughs> script. And then December, actually maybe December 8th is Stapleton, I okay. think, or December 8th is Luke Bryan. There's still a couple big guns coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what Pentatonix did, they were actually number one in January, but those are our chart dated January. Mm. So really our charts are dated in advance. It was that Christmas week. It was like the two it was the two weeks around Christmas yeah. basically. Yeah. So if they don't do it next week, they could probably do it as we actually knock on Christmas's door. Yeah. If Taylor doesn't, you know, have something to say about it. Which yeah, she she very well might. She she look what you made her do. <laughs> and now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Woohoo. 
This week in 1991, Billboard's signature songs chart, the Billboard Hot 100, entered the computer-monitored age. <laughs> Sounds so big brother. <laughs> um, that's actually in quotes. That was, the, that was, I think, the wording that we used back in 1991. On the chart dated November 30th, 1991, the Hot 100 transitioned from a ranking combining ranked airplay and sales reports submitted by radio stations and retailers, respectively, to one based on electronically monitored airplay and sales by Nielsen Music. It was a huge change. For the first time since the chart started in 1958, we actually knew exactly in detail how many copies of a single were sold each week and how many times it was played on the radio. Before then, it was us trusting trusting the most trustworthy people, people who run radio stations and like who have nothing to gain st- from nothing, the numbers. Nothing to gain. <laughs> Um, the chart that week also had a new, and by the way, we're not saying that no. <laughs> any of the, we're not saying that they would do anything bad. And we're also not saying that our chart, like the hot 100 was like, like a free for all, like an invalid chart. Right. It's just, we had more exact data. And now. it's also like human error. You yes. know, this, an intern was probably put in charge of like logging the overnight songs played and whatever. And who knows, you know, I mean, not to say there weren't some like kooky looking things on like the hot 100 before then. Sure. Um, but I think for the most part, the stu- the things that were hits were hits. But now we had a an unbiased computer monitor. Yeah, we, we had numbers <laughs> and charts to back us up. Indeed. Uh, the chart that week on the week of the transition also had a new number one, PM Dawn's Set Adrift on Memory Bliss, which climbed from number three to number one, bumping Michael Bolton's when a man loves a woman, down to number two. There were some noticeable big movers on the chart that week, both up and down in the wake of the change. In particular, rhythmic and rap-leaning singles tended to gain, fueled by sales that were perhaps underreported beforehand, while airplay-driven adult contemporary hits fell down the tally. Wow. It's actually, when you look at the chart, stuff like like Marky Mark's Good Vibrations has like a 30 position jump whoa um uh like uh all for one like i adore mm-hmm. me and more like suddenly has a huge jump mm-hmm. and then things like by curtis steigers suddenly has a huge fall because yeah. no one was really buying curtis steigers but his airplay was reported really high and he still had good airplay it's just it was really hard to compete with all these hot selling you know rhythmic and rap titles Cassingles. Cassingles. <laughs> those darn Cassingles back in 1991 so there you have it this week back in 1991 the Hot 100 stepped into the computerized era well sort of a short show this week Katie. well just easing back into it over we're here we're easing back into it I suppose um, I'm uh, as we mentioned earlier I'm quite excited about women in music yes um, if you're listening to this before the big shoe um, <laughs> please make sure to tune in you will see me hopefully be chatting with Selena and Camila and uh, Kelly uh, all of which who have been previous pop shop guests yes so hopefully friends of the pop shop the friends of the pod yes hopefully they remember me. I hope so too. That probably they'll be they'll they'll all act like they've remembered At me. At least Camila should. She sat right here in a conference room with us she, in this very office. Her and her mom came to the her office. And her mom, oh, Aww, how sweet is that? Isn't that Kelly, however, uh, have you spoken with her on a carpet before? Oh no! So because she won't, we talked on the phone. She won't have the foggiest clue, but she'll be like the coolest lady ever. Uh, of course, as she always is. I still want Kelly Clarkson. I want to like go and have drinks with Kelly Clarkson and Adele. 
Sure. Together. Yes. The answer is yes. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I can imagine it. Wow. Um, well, I think that's it. Any parting words? Katie? I have to thank Jason oh, for yes. taking over thank for you, this Jason. last three plus months. Um, it was a huge help and um, I'm I'm happy to be back, but it was I'm I hope a gift for the pop shop listeners who've been with us from from the beginning when he started things with you. Yes. So it was like a little throwback. I, I indeed, uh, last week's show, it was our Thanksgiving show. Mm. I mean, we didn't really do anything for Thanksgiving. But at the <laughs> end of it, I said I was thankful to Jason for coming back oh. to help. Um, and you, you, I mean, obviously you were busy with your baby, so you probably didn't listen to the show every I week. I should have while I was walking him, to be honest. But I didn't all, it's every okay. week. It's <laughs> okay. We, we'll, we'll let it go. Um, but... There was actually two weeks where Jason and I got to do the show together live in person. Oh, that's so great. When you were in New York. And then the very next week, he came to L.A. for uh, our touring conference. Oh, yes, of course. So we did back-to-back. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. It's much better, though, um, as as I'm physically looking at Katie. Yes. It's much easier to have a conversation when the person's in front of you. It's this, that way with interviews also. When you're having them over the phone, there's always just a little bit of awkwardness where you're not sure if somebody is, like, ready to say something else. You're going to hop on their feet or whatever. Or they've, like, muted you and they're eating Chinese yeah, food. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> um, okay, so what song should we... Oh, man. I mean, something... Something by one of our ladies that we're honoring. Yes, I like that idea. Uh, love You Like a Love Song. Oh, that's a cute... Yeah, that's a good early Selena jam. I, that, I think that was actually probably the first song, even though she had already released a lot of music before then. That was the song that made me a fan. Yeah. Because that was like the big breakthrough, I think, to me. Was that a Selena Gomez and The Scene? Or was that just Selena Gomez? No, I don't remember. I think the scene might have been involved in that Ooh, one. The scene was still around. <laughs> the, the scene was still on the, the scene. The scene was on the scene. Well, regardless, it's still a great song. So uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Baby, I, I love you like I love so, baby. And I keep it Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.